This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. We're not all professional athletes, but we all have health goals. That's why Anytime Fitness gives you access to personalized plans and support from a coach. Plus, you can track your training, nutrition, and recovery progress with the Anytime Fitness app, just like the pros. With 24-7 access to more than 5,000 gyms worldwide, get more from your gym membership. Visit anytimefitness.com to try it for free today. Terms, conditions, restrictions, all apply. See website for details. This episode is brought to you by cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, view its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com. This podcast is scheduled for 10 questions. Fighting out of New York, standing at 5 feet 11 inches tall, and wearing the red, white, and blue trunks, presenting Kyle Brandt. Thank you, Bruce Buffer. Thank you to everyone listening, everyone watching. We did it. This is going to be one to remember us by. If you've never heard the show before, every contestant who comes on the show gets 10 questions. If they get the question right, they get a point. If they get the question wrong, they get zero. They leave here with a final score. This is not just a conversation. You compete in this here dojo, and you compete against prior contestants, future contestants. Since we get today's contestants, who is here by popular demand, and I do mean demand, I want this gentleman to hear what he'll be going up against because he is also welcoming the fraternity of quarterbacks on 10 questions. So before he comes on, let's do a little roll call of the scores he's going to try to take down. Have a listen. I'm Aaron Rodgers, and I got six out of 10. Hey, I'm Kirk Cousins, and I got a five out of 10. I'm Alex Smith, and I got a nine out of 10. Hello, I'm Brett Favre, and I got seven out of 10. Okay. Alex Smith, one smart bastard. Let's see how this guy does. Here's what you need to know. Give me my intro music, please. Today's contestant enjoys shoestring fries with extra blue cheese. You know him as a Reedley College Tiger. He once got punched by his brother Jason in a pickup basketball game, and he occasionally enjoys clothes made by Scott Disick. I'm not making that up. Ladies and gentlemen, let's welcome him, Josh Alan, welcome to 10 Questions. Thanks for having me on, Kyle. That, that intro was really cool, too. Bruce Buffer, that was, that was dope. You like that, right? You, oh, that, are you an MMA awesome. guy? You recognize Big Bruce right off the bat? 100%. Okay. We got Bruce. We got Shoestring Fries. We yeah. got Reedley College. And we got the, Rules the, the brother was a low blow. You know, we, don't have to, we don't have to talk about all that. Well, from what I hear, it was a blow right to the face, in fact. It, it was, it was, it was a, <laughs> kind of a, a cheap shot, but hey, it's my brother. He's actually getting married on Friday. I'm the best man. So um, I might have to mention that in my best man speech. I'm still trying to figure that out. Oh, my gosh. So your brother Jason's getting married. You're standing up best man speech, and you're still putting it together, and you're on the clock? Yeah, I'm on the clock. We got uh, three, T-minus three days till it pops off. So I got to put some down on paper. All right, well, Josh, this is going to be easy. Ten questions are going to be a breeze for you. The best man speech is hard. Here's the deal. You know that at ten questions, they're somehow all related to you, even if it feels like they're not. If yeah. you get the question right, you're going to hear this beautiful sound that we put together. If you get the question right and you get the point, Josh, you're going to hear this. 
which is what you'll hear after you give Jason's speech. But if you if you drop the ball, if you blow it like Rachel McAdams and Wedding Crashers at the beginning, you have to hear the nasty sound, which is this. So before we start, I want you to know you have one lifeline. You get to use it one time in the 10 questions. And this is unusual, Josh, because we called the lifeline Ask a Millennial because that's because we were having people on in their 40s and 50s. And okay. at 10 questions first, you are the first contestant we've ever had who is younger than our millennial lifeline. So no this is basically ask an old dude. His name is Richie. You can call for it at any point. Sound good? Sounds good. All right. Josh Allen, he's ready. He's locked in. He looks gorgeous. And here we go. Here are your 10 questions. Josh, let's get the first one right. I looked up your first pass in the AFC title game. 17 yards to Cole Beasley. Money right out of the gates. Let's, let's do that here. The yeah. category for question one, Josh, real estate, real estate. Okay. What is the name of Elvis Presley's house? Elvis Presley's house. Yes. Graceland. It says Graceland. Does Elvis Presley have a house named Graceland? Is that right? Yeah. Like for is, 17. Yeah. Graceland, named after the architect's daughter, Grace. Josh, I know you're an Elvis guy. I know you're into the music. I know you got the poster. I bring it up because Graceland was his home. Buffalo is your home. It's your mm -hmm. home and it's your surrounding. And I thought that we would tap into that to tell the origin story of why you're here. A few days back, I went to Twitter.com and tweeted, I sure would love to have Josh Allen on 10 Questions. Bill's fan, I, I wonder if you'd be interested in recruiting him. What happened from that point, Josh? Uh, I mean, you, you looked at my mentions, it was just flooded with uh, a bunch of my teammates, a bunch of Bill's Mafia fan retweeting and, and tagging me and posting me. And uh, I caved in the pressure as soon as really as I saw it. And uh, it really took just one retweet from my uh, right guard, John Feliciano, to, to cave in and, and call you up and say, all right, I'm in. So, uh, again, you can thank Bill's Mafia for me being on here. But again, thank you so much for having me on here, Kyle. And, I like the first question. I'm a big Elvis guy and uh, Zombieland 2, right? That's uh, Graceland was in Zombieland 2. So I think that's kind of where I remember that one. Okay. See, I love how your brain works. First of all, let the record show. And I think nationally, there's this sort of this idea of Bill's Mafia, but uh, we get it. It's not that great. Everybody has fan base. Let, let me tell you something. From the time the tweet went out, 57 minutes later, Josh was booked on the show. It is a totally outrageous fan base that completely lives up to the hype. Josh, you could have just ignored it. Whatever, I'm in my off season, I'll let it pass. They wouldn't have let you. You know how it works. They wouldn't have let me. And actually, I, I woke up to notifications on my phone because I'm on the West Coast here. Mm -hmm. So I want to say it was probably 7.30, 8.30 here in the morning. Yeah. And as soon as I got up from bed, I saw it. And I, I texted Kevin Kearns. I go, let's do this Kyle Brandt deal. So uh, thanks, Kev. You're the man. Shout out, Kev. Kev is the man. He, he is the, the czar of uh, public relations for the Buffalo Bills. And Josh, you know why you're the man? You're the first contestant ever that in one question in is not just referencing Zombieland. Zombieland 2, <laughs> the damn mm -hmm. sequel. You're going to fit in well here. You saw that film? Did you see it when it came out? Like, that's your kind of movie? It, I mean, I'm a big Woody Harrelson fan, so mm -hmm. it, it, it helps when you like uh, the actor that you're watching. Um, but yes, I'm a huge movie fanatic. I watch a lot of different movies. Um, and I've slowly moved into all this, also TV shows. And I got, a, I got a new TV show that like goes above God, got, Game of Thrones, Peaky Binders. Okay, let's talk turkey here. 
you just said, first of all, Peaky Blinders goes above Game of Thrones. Those, me, those yes. are huge words. Peaky Blinders, explain if people don't know what it is and why does Josh Allen love it so much? So it, it's actually figured the name out as we watched, but um, it's a, a group of men in England uh, that just came back from World War I and they're running their own uh, book. So they're mm-hmm. taking in bets and it's all illegal, but they're called Peaky Blinders because they wear the, uh, the Peaky hat um, and they have razor blades underneath. And that's how they get their name because when they go and try to get their money back from people, they typically blind, blind the person that they're trying to get money from. But mm-hmm. it's just the succession of them and their family as they're growing. And there's a lot of, uh, of action packed drama events going on in it. And it was uh, very intriguing. It's five episodes right now, or five seasons with six episodes each. They're about an hour long. And it's, uh, it's real time consuming, but it's a, it's a great series. I'm a big fan. Dude. Can I tell you, you are already one of the best contestants we've ever had. We talked. We started with Elvis. We got to Bill's Mafia, Woody Harrelson, Peaky Blinders, and we're still on question one. That is a great take. Question two: Can Josh right. Allen go two for two? This is a perfect segue. Your category for question two is crime. Okay, Josh Allen, your category is crime. Convicted felon Joe Maldonado Passage is better known as what? got a convicted felon his his name is joe maldonado passage i but think you... it's the scranton strangler from the office <laughs> listen we will get to the to the office that will come up on this program because as i've done my research i didn't know about peaky blinders you surprised me with that one i know mm-hmm. you like the office do you believe that joe maldonado passage is the scranton strangler or do you have another answer or would you like to go to the lifeline you tell me joe maldonado passage you know what i don't want to I'm going to go, let's go lifeline. Let's go lifeline. Get him in here. Get Richie in here. Richie, Get come on, Richie. 26-year-old ass in here. <laughs> Richie, this is Josh Allen. Say hello. Josh, what's going on? It's great to meet you. Richie, you're going you're gonna to save it here. I, I need to go two for two. I got to get so. Josh. Alex is at nine. I got to get to 10. For context, um, Richie was absolutely terrible with Gronk, completely blew Uh-oh. it, but he saved George Kittle's ass. So you don't know what you're going to get. You guys have 30 seconds to talk amongst you, both in your mid-20s, got your whole life ahead of you. Joe Maldonado Passage is better known as what? Go ahead. We're looking Do you at know Josh. Richie? Yeah, that's, a, it's a Joe, that's Tiger King, right? Joe Exotic? Joe Exotic. Joe Exotic. Yeah. You trust going, this guy, Josh? Richie, I'm trusting Richie. That's better than what I'm thinking. You said we're going to hit the office later. So I don't yeah. think he's throwing an office question now. I'm going Joe Exotic. Okay. Final Wow, you developed chemistry with Richie faster than you did with Stefan Diggs. I mean, that was an incredible <laughs> hookup we had here. Ladies and gentlemen, is Joe Maldonado Passage known as Joe Exotic? Yes, sir. Richie, Josh, you're the man. Thank Richie. Let's go, Josh. God, okay. are you All right, we're good. Two for two. All Come right, on, bye, Richie. All right. Bye, Josh Exotic. Um, <laughs> let's talk about this. I'm bringing that up because... Tiger King was what everybody sat there and binged like a year ago, yep. right as the pandemic was starting, right as it was taking over. There's so much focus on the negative and all the terrible things. We know that. Do you have something that over the last year was like a silver lining for you for the for the pandemic and for quarantine? Um, I got a lot better at football. Did you? Yeah, I thought I did. And I, I kind of had that time to, we didn't have to go back to OTAs and we kind of pushed back training camp. And during that time, I got to dive into my mechanics and learn a bunch of different stuff about me and how my body works. And, um, you know, I got a lot of people to think about, you know, for that. 
uh, Jordan Palmer being one, Chris Hess, who has biometrics, a guy by the name of Mike White down here, um, and then Sam and Kyle, who I spent a lot of the time in the offseason with just throwing and competing against. And um, it was uh, obviously weird times and, and difficult times at the same time, but I think it was a chance for me to learn and grow um, kind of and, and see things from a different perspective. So I'm very, um, you know, I, I'd say it's very blessed that that happened. It was kind of a, a blessing in disguise. We're all learning a lot about our bodies in different ways. Josh, at this point, we're having this conversation now. Have you been vaccinated? I have not. Are you interested in it? Are you eager to do it? I don't know. I'm still mm-hmm. uh, still debating that. And, um, you know, statistics, I'm a big statistics and logical guy. So sure. statistics show that it's uh, the right thing for me to do. Um, I do it. And again, it, I'd go lean the other way, too, if it that's what it said. And um, I, I haven't been paying attention to it as much maybe as I should have. but. Um, I've just been doing my thing and masking up when I'm going out and, uh, you know, just staying close and then hanging around the family. The league said they came out and said that vaccinations will not be mandatory for the season. They're not going to do that. What'd you think when you heard that? Um, I think everybody should have that choice to, to do it and not to do it. And, um, you know, you get in this tricky situation now where if you do mandate that, that's kind of going against what the, you know, our constitution says and, and the freedom to kind of express yourself one way or the other. And uh, I think we're in a time where that's getting a lot harder to do. And uh, I don't know, everybody should have that choice. Um, whether you think you, you should do it or you shouldn't do it, that's your own beliefs. And if you want to do it to protect you and your family, do it um, by all means. And again, if you're on the other side of the spectrum too, um, I believe you should have that choice as well. How's your mask game, Josh? After all the year, what, what kind of mask do you go with? Do you go stylish? Do you have like a, a pop culture reference? What do you usually go with? No, usually just the plain ones. Uh, I, I order the ones on Amazon, just the, the black nylon ones or black ones and um, throw those on whenever you get a chance. And we're running pretty low on them. So mm. uh, there's some, been some times where I'm just digging in the, in the car trying to find one to wear and uh, <laughs> usually find one crumbled up somewhere. So we got them all over the place. You find that one that's from like six weeks ago and it's got yep. hairs on it and stuff. You're like, but I got to go into the 7-Eleven and get this thing over in my face. We all know that mask. Yeah. And the worst though is when you're <laughs> digging through and you, you have like a fabric one that you really like, you go to put it on and you got makeup there. And I wonder who put that on. So uh, the girlfriend used that one before. So sure. I got to gotta wash it. Josh, two for two. Really good. And now we take a turn in the 10 questions journey. We take a little twist. Question number three it's called Name the Movie, all right? You are throwing fastballs with pop culture. This is very simple. I'm going to play a clip for you, for you from a movie. It's about 15, 20 seconds long. Just give me the name of the film, and you go a very impressive three for three. Josh Allen, name this movie. It rubs the lotion on its skin. It does this whenever it's told. <gasps> Mr. My Family, you'll pay cash. Whatever ransom you're asking for, they'll pay it. It rubs the lotion on its skin or else it gets the hose again. Yes, you will, precious. You will get the hose. What do you think? That is Silence of the Lambs. You're saying that very sure. Silence of the Lambs is a movie that was out way before you were born. You think that's what that is? I'm I'm not 100% positive, but I'm 95% sure. 95? All right, here we go. I'm going to ask for the sound. Josh Allen at 95%. I feel like I can talk him down to 90, but I won't. Says that that movie was The Silence of the Lambs. 
Is he three for three? Is he right? Dude, you're killing this game. Okay. I'm a movie now, guy. You are a movie guy. And that inc- that's 1991. You're born years later. The question is, why am I asking Josh Allen about Silence of the Lambs? Because, of course. I'm a farmer. I'm assuming farming. We're going to get to the farming. Lambs, okay. that's a great question. The villain in Silence of the Lambs, the guy who we just heard from about the lotion in the basket, his name is Buffalo Bill. Oh, that is right. He's Buffalo okay. Bill. That makes we'll a lot of sense. The farming. Yeah. I, got, I got all kinds of cantaloupe questions. However, the Buffalo Bill. So let's take a second and talk about the Bills. Have you broken a table? I've broken a couple tables in you my lifetime. When I've actually did you broken do it? more pre being a Bill than I have post being a Bill. That makes sense. So what were the so were the pre being a Bill were just like in your backyard with your brother? High school and college, just yeah, just having a good time and uh, really my twentieth twentieth. My yeah, it was one of my birthdays, and uh, me and my friends were were having a good time and uh, decided to break a couple tables and they were rentals. My my parents threw me a surprise party. Um, and he was not too thrilled about that. So, uh, but we fixed them. We, we got them. We got them back to what they needed to be. And uh, I don't think uh, we got charged for any of them. So, it was okay, good time. So you've done it, beach being young and dumb like we all did, and it sounds like an awesome time. Believe me, I did it too. Did you haven't officially broken a table as the Buffalo Bills quarterback, or you have? Not myself. So I played in the um, the Phoenix Open Pro Am last year, mm-hmm. and actually like body slammed a guy through a table as a, as like a prop. I don't know. It was fun. It was cool. It sounds awesome. Yeah. It, it didn't break the first time. So we had to get him back up again and throw him through it. So mm-hmm. uh, I got to get better at my table breaking skills for sure. Well, if you the true sense of it is jumping off of something onto it, do you have like a vision of when you would do it? You know, like this, I'm going to do it for the mafia. I'm going to do it for the crowd. Like, is there, for example, on a Super Bowl parade, is yeah, that what absolutely. it would have to be? Tell me off the that. top, off the top of the bus, <laughs> like mankind, off the top of the bus. Yep, yep. <laughs> Light it on fire. Um, just make sure there's some, uh, you know, some fire extinguishers pretty near, and uh, I'm I'm down for it. You see, Josh, like this could happen in like eight months or something like that. If you guys I, keep I hope playing, it does. like you will. Yeah. Okay. So when you guys have that parade through Western New York, Josh said fire. Are you cool with barbed wire, all that stuff? No, no, no barbed wire. And then I'll pr- like, just to be safe, put like a, I don't know, like a mat underneath, a wrestling yes. mat or something, just to soften the blow a little bit. Yeah, I imagine Feliciano will help you and the boys. All right, but he will do it on the parade. Roger Goodell said recently that all of the stadiums are expected to be filled. What, what's it like to hear that for you as the Bills quarterback? That, that's awesome. Um, you know, obviously playing in that AFC championship game last year, and even though the Chiefs only had right around, I think, 20,000 fans. And it was a huge, huge obstacle that we had to climb. And when you don't practice for that type of situation and you have to go on silent count and you go up there and you make a check and they get out of it. And by that time they get out of it and now you're in the wrong play again, uh, there's really nothing you can do to go back and change it. So I see how much of an advantage it is when you have a fan base that is extremely loud um, on first, second, but more importantly, third down. Uh, what, what the obstacles and the challenges that present to opposing offenses, it's, it's awesome to have. Um, and I know our fans are going to be super pumped this next year. And, you know, as long as we can get them in the, in the, in the building, um, it's going to be a huge help for us. Recently, uh, we found out, too, that the 2021 Buffalo Bills, as with every other team, will play 17 regular season games. Saints running back Alvin Kamara said it's, quote, dumb. What do you think about playing 17 games? 
I got mixed emotions on that as well. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you, you change the the complexity of the game as far as statistics and trying to, you know, now we have another extra game every year to develop more passing yards and more touchdowns. So that there and lies records being broken. But at the same time, I see that and be like, okay, it's a chance for me to go out there and, and do that. Um, but again, I'm sitting on both sides of the fence there where I'm just like it, the integrity of the game and the people that have played behind us that have had 16 games for the past since 1970-something, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's it's tough. But at the same time, it's it's a very good opportunity to go out there and, and again, play another game of football, which I love to do. And, um, you know, it's you can, you can get hurt at any point, whether it's a game, whether it's off the field, whether it's, you know, getting up from your couch, like, Stuff happens, so um, I, I see it as an opportunity to play another game that I love and uh, a chance to to go out there and put up more numbers and um, you know win some more games. Well, we may have to change the show to seventeen questions for, to see if you actually get one wrong because Josh, okay. you're punking the game. There's already like a buzz amongst the galleries in the clubhouse that Allen's on fire, but we've seen guys fall apart. I don't yep. want to see a triple bogey here. Three for three. Go to question four, Josh Allen. Your category for question four: the 1950s. Here we go. Created in 1954, a classic cinnamon-flavored candy is known as an atomic what? Cinnamon-flavored candy. It's old school, created in the 50s. Still available in stores all over the world today. It's known as an atomic what? This is when I would remind you it has something to do with you. There yeah, is I'm, I'm, a connective tissue. An atomic apple. He says it's an atomic apple. Is it atomic apple? Do you want to know what it is? Yeah, I want to hear it. The candy is known as an atomic fireball. No You're way. Atomic fireball, big old uh, red thing in a plastics, hot as hell. I can see what it looks like. I just couldn't couldn't think of the name. That's. I'd like uh, to try an atomic apple, but it's the fireball. Fireball, because I remember when you first hit the national radar, a lot of people were saying that you were from Fireball, California, and mm. I was like, "There's a town called Fireball. That's amazing." Tell the people what it's really called, Josh, just for the record. Fireball, which is F I R E B A U G H. So yes. it's very close. It's very similar. No, the whiskey is not made there. Unfortunately, um, was was kind of the drink of choice in college, but we've we've slowly moved away from it. Do people think when they hear you're from Fireball, they're like, "Dude, is that where the whiskey's from?" No, shots. I get, get that question all the time. <laughs> That's great. So, there's the other question you get, and there's a lot of misinformation about this, Josh. And I think it's important we clear it up. Let's get this straight. What I, you grew up, of course, your your family are farmers. I believe your father was a third generation farmer. Uh, Bill Magnuson, your high school coach, said you grew up in the most productive farmland on the planet Earth. To that note, what were the Allen family crops as you were growing up? Cantaloupe, cotton, and wheat. Okay, cantaloupe, cotton, and wheat. Where do you come out on this idea of cantaloupe slander? There's an idea that cantaloupe is like a filler fruit in a fruit salad, and these glory boys like pineapple and a raspberry are like they're the stars and then the cantaloupe sort of like the offensive lineman of the fruit salad what are your thoughts on that then you haven't tasted real cantaloupe that's your thought um there's nothing honestly like 
my dad would bring in fresh cantaloupe and he would just cut them in half, scoop a little bit out and throw vanilla ice cream in the middle. And you eat that with the cantaloupe and it is like the greatest snack. It, it is so good. Are it's you fantastic. Saying, are you, do you think the cantaloupe is the best fruit? Cause that's a take. It's, it's up there. I wouldn't say it's the best fruit. Um, but it's, it's good. It's in where I live is the cantaloupe capital of the world. I yeah. think it's like the highest producing uh, um, cantaloupe per capita or whatever it is. But we are slowly transitioning away from row crops. We're actually planting our trees, our pistachio trees, this Friday. So it's Ooh. really cool. Um, I'm going in with my dad and we're, we're kind of making our own little thing called Allen Family Orchard. And that's going to be uh, the, the, next, the next project on the farm. And um, pistachios are, are fun. They're, they're really cool. Um, and there's a lot of background and they take about four or five years to produce a crop. So, uh, we're, we're excited and it's going to take a while, but, uh, it's, it's going to be, it's going to be great. I also want to know about fireball. I, I find, I know you've talked a lot about coming out of high school and no offers and the, the journey you went through there. It seems to me the only reason you didn't have any offers and had to go to community college, there was some prejudice against fireball. You're tall, you have the statistics, you have the tape. And I know so badly, like you were this kid who wanted to go to Fresno and that was your dream and you wanted to play there. I read there was a time you went to a camp and you were trying to show off and they were trying to show your feathers and I'm going to be the Fresno quarterback. And they took the quarterbacks and split them up. What happened mm -hmm. that day? Yeah. And listen, I'm not, I'm not a dumb guy by any means. Um, so they, they split us up into two groups and I knew that the other group was where they wanted their guys and I wasn't in that group. And from there on out, I was, I was shut down and uh, didn't have a great attitude going, going through the rest of the camp. And, um, you know, whether it was warranted or not, obviously I could have held my, myself uh, together a little bit better. But um, again, not a dumb guy. I knew it was happening. I saw it was happening. Um, you know, and it just wasn't meant to be, but I ended up where I was supposed to. 100%. Mm -hmm. You got put on the B team and you knew it. Yeah. Do you do you ever have that now, Josh? Whether it's um, when you're watching the Super Bowl or when you see the All Pro list or whatever it may be, do you feel like, oh man, they put me in two different groups again? I mean, not not really. I, I've kind of changed my view on that type of thing. Um, you know, I'm, I'm truly just trying to be the best quarterback for the Buffalo Bills and the best teammate that I could be, and all that other stuff is for other people to decide and. No offense, guys like you and, and everybody else get paid to do it and, and show their face on TV and say what they want to say and um, how they think. And a lot of times it's it's what they say is not accurate. And um, a lot of people tend to believe it. But at the same time, I love my teammates and I'm just trying to be the best version of myself as, as soon as I enter that facility um, on any given day. Um, and then when I leave and you know, I try to take that home and be the best man that I can be off the field. You're a dream, man. You, uh, you, you talk like a leader. I can see it's contagious. It's, it's almost like the Bills should lock you up long term, but we'll get to that in a minute. Meanwhile, <laughs> you are th you're three out of four. Let's get to question five. I did not like how the question four works. You didn't get it right. Question five. Let's get back on track, Josh. Your category, business. Ooh. Business, Josh Allen. Here you go. Short and sweet. What does the C in CEO stand for? Chief. It's the fastest answer in the history of the show, not just this episode. We've asked some easy questions to some movie stars, to some Hall of Famers. I've never heard a faster answer. CEO, I'm a little worried it might stand for corporate. Does the C and CEO stand for chief? 
<laughs> Dude, that was a quick release. Look at you. All right. Chief. Wow. Now, now, what does Chief have anything to do with me? I want to I hear this one. All right. Well, it's pretty easy, too. Um, Chiefs 38, Bills 24. AFC Ooh. title game. I'm sorry. Okay. It's not a happy no, game, yeah. but it is direct. 38 to 24. It's, we're months later. You moved on. You're in Southern California. You got people around you. You have love in your life. How much does it stay with you? Every day. No, I think about it all the time and where we were, where we could have been. Um, obviously, we had our chances in that game. And uh, obviously, you can't go back and, and do that and change anything. But it was a chance to learn, a chance to grow. Um, you know, I know Coach Dable and Coach, Coach McDermott think the same thing. And, um, and our goal is to, to get back to that game next year. But hopefully uh, we play in Buffalo and, and we, we, you know, we move on and we can accomplish the goal that we set out to accomplish. So, um, again, I think it's just another step in the, the gradual progression. And as Coach McDermott would say, he's trusting the process. And that's just one of the steps in the process that, you know, we're trying to follow. And, um, you know, you see what our, our front office has done this offseason and given us the tools to go back and, and be ready to compete and, and try to go out there and do that again. So um, you can do all that during the offseason, but at, at the end of the day, it's, you know, the guys making the plays on the field when you have to. And um, we're excited to get back out there and, and show that we can do that and um, that we're ready to move on and, and, and be the team that we think we can be. It was such a fun season to watch. I mean, it was a party. And it was so weird because the fans weren't there for the most part. And a lot of things were very heavy in the league. But the 2020 Bills were so fun. And it was so electric. You've already used the framing, Josh, where uh, you say, you know, guys like me, guys like you. And we do different things for a living. Well, I look at you and your, from your perspective. Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs are the big bad wolf. From guys like me, it's like, in order to get done what you got to get done, you got to go through them. And they're always mm-hmm. going to be there. They've been in three straight title games. They're not going anywhere. It's a problem. They have to be dealt with. That's how guys like me look at it. How do you look at them? You know, I mean, I think it's, I think everybody in the league, you know, wants to, and it was the Patriots before them. You know, you, you want to be that team that has that sustained success. And in order to be that team, you got to beat that team. Yeah. And, um, you know, it's a lot easier said than done. At the same time, I mean, we, we view them, I think, as anybody else in the league does. You know, they're, they're the guys on top. And, you know, obviously they didn't win the, the Super Bowl this year, and that's the Bucks. But in the AFC side, again, they've been in the title game three years in a row. And uh, how do we get to that point? How do we continue to um, adapt and, and change and um, be able to go out there and put, a, put together our best performances to, to consistently be in the talks to, to a title run? And that's what we're trying to build in Buffalo. And, um, you know, I think we're really close. And, you know, I think that this next year is a, a real opportunity for, like I said, to go out there and accomplish what we want to accomplish. Um, but I guess, the uh, you know, like I said, it's easier said than done. And our actions got to go, go do the talking on the field. How did you feel when Tom Brady left the AFC East? It was such a huge deal. No one saw it coming. That was supposed to be the guy you have to battle year after year, and then poof, he's gone. How did you feel? You know, I, I got a lot of respect for, for Tom and um, how he's played the game and how he, you know, portrays himself, how he lives his life. Um, he's the ultimate pro, the ultimate role model to look up to, and I've been a huge fan of him for as long as I can remember, to be honest. Yeah. Um, so there was a part of me that was – sad when he did leave because I wanted to play against him. I wanted to, to compete against, you know, the greatest to ever do it. Um, and then I'll see the other, the other part of was of me was, was happy, you know, that he was finally out of there and uh, Bill's fans don't have to worry about him uh, in the AFC. And, 
you know, hopefully the only time we get to see him um, would be the, the, the Super Bowl. And that would have been poetic, you know, if we ended up doing that. And um, so that's something that I dream about, honestly, and uh, being able to play against him for something super meaningful. And, you know, the first couple of years, they, uh, they gave it to us when he was a Patriot. And um, it was, uh, it was fun to compete against him. It really was. And again, it, it's, he's super fun to watch and the way that he consistently gets better each and every year, how he becomes more proficient in what he does in his throwing motion. Um, just the little things that he tries to find and look for. It's, um, it's contagious. And when, when you have such admiration for him, as I do, you want to emulate that and you want to become that guy that, that he is and that he's been for a long time. So, um, yeah, he's, he's one of my favorite quarterbacks of all time. And, uh, you know, mixed feelings, obviously. I got to tell you, Bill's Bucks Super Bowl next year would be incredible. Yeah. A lot of work to be done. A and um, a lot of buzz right now amongst the 10 question staff about Josh Allen's score. It's halftime. You're four out of five. Four out of five, yep. But we're going to go right into this wheelhouse now. Let's start mowing these down, Josh. Question number six. The category is fine wine. Fine wine, okay. In the final act of Step Brothers, Brennan is in charge of overseeing what? The Catalina Wine Mix. I was trying not to overthink myself. Brennan, yeah, Brennan's got the Catalina wine mixer. Yeah. All right. I'm a little yeah, nervous and, about this because I don't Dale's know Step Brothers well. Dale's in charge of the empanadas because the empanadas are sweating. All right. Now we're going. We got empanada talk. And Josh had to talk himself into it for a second. I hope it's right. Is the answer the Catalina wine mixer? It's the Catalina fucking wine mixer. Ah, fire. That was an, was that easier than Chief for you? It, it, it seemed a little complicated. Well, it was, but it was so easy. I had to, I had to like revalue or re, reevaluate my thought process. But yes, that was a very easy one. I can recite Step Brothers basically from start to finish um, verbatim. So it's one of my favorite movies of all time. Anything really with Will Ferrell in that era, whether it be the other guys, semi-pro, Step Brothers. Mm-hmm. Um, Anchorman. Old school Anchorman. Anch- yeah, yeah. It, it's he's one of the best to ever do it. Um, and I've never, never actually met him. And obviously, I'm good friends with Sam, who is a USC alum. Yeah, and he's going to meet Will a couple of times. So hopefully, that'll be uh, somewhere in the future for me. I get to say hello. Is that number one on your list? You say, I mean, you've gotten to meet public figures now. You'll continue to as you continue your career. Is there anybody above Will Ferrell, and who would you like to meet? I mean, as, as weird as it sounds, I mean, Will Ferrell was a huge part of my childhood and the movies that I watched and I, the type of, or the sense of humor that I, that I have is largely in part due to him. So, I mean, I think as like far as celebrities go, I think he'd be on the top of the list. Yeah. It'd, it'd be him. Yeah, probably. Okay. Probably him. That's rare air right there. And yeah, let's see if we can keep this sense of humor intact here, Josh. Uh, when Brennan gets the he gets the deal to over oversee the Catalina wine mixer, huge responsibility. They trusted in him, huge deal for his career. Josh, three years in, you've been to the title game. It, it is uh, now the chatter is about you getting that sweet, sweet, sweet long term extension. How do you feel about it? When it happens, it happens. <laughs> um, for sure. When do you think it will? When do you, when? Never mind. When when do you want it to happen? I mean, obviously there's a lot of different ways you can go about it. And honestly, like I, I love playing football. 
Um, you know, I, I want to listen and be engaged in the contract talks. Ultimately, that's that's why you pay your agents, and that's why um, you hire a guy like Brandon Bean and Joe Shane and, and the front office guys and what they do. So um, they'll they'll iron out the details, and if we can get to something soon, I'd, I'd obviously love to be locked down in Buffalo for um, a very long time. You know, it's it's a place that I call home. Um, I love being there. I love the fan base. I love the city. Um, it's everything that I that I want you know, is there. So if, if they called up and, and wanted to talk tomorrow, um, I'd be, I'd be willing, uh, but we'll see, you know, when, it, when it, we'll cross that bridge when we get there. For sure. In the meantime, guys like me, <laughs> we can scrutinize every syllable of every word, meaning Brandon Bean, who is probably making his case for a, a front office employee of the decade. He mm-hmm. said he was on a trotter and Weish, and he said, I hope that we can get him done. If not this year, next year. That's a big difference this year and next year. What do you think when you hear that? Well, I think Brandon Bean is extremely good at his job. Um, he gets paid to, to, to be the general manager of the Buffalo Bills, and I get paid to be the quarterback. So um, until any of that changes, I'm just going to be, like I said, the best version of myself, the best quarterback, the best teammate that I can be for the, you know, the Bills. Last question, we'll move on. Some words that you love. You love Peaky Blinders. Uh, you love Cantaloupe. You love Will Ferrell. How do you feel about the words franchise tag? You. <laughs> the opposite of Cantaloupe, right? Yep, exactly. And I don't, I don't think it's great for the team nor the player. And uh, again, I need to do more research on it. But if you look at the guys that have been tags in the past couple of years, um, you know, as far as the quarterback position goes, was Dak and Kirk Cousins. And mm-hmm. um, at the end of the day, they can, you can make the case that they should have just done the deal the year prior or the couple of years prior. Um, so it is what it is at the end of the day, whatever happens, happens. And uh, you know, it's not going to deter me from trying to be, like I said, the best quarterback for the bills. And you are, man. And you're a joy to watch. And I hope they lock you up forever. And I hope your family's taken care of for generations because I'm a fan of yours. And I'm a fan of yours as we go to question seven. Question seven is the most fun category by far, Josh. It's the fan favorite. This is when we separate the adults from the children. This is called Finish the Lyric. Finish the Lyric means I'm going to play for you a song, popular song. You're going to hear the singer doing this and this. It's going to stop. And then you finish it. Here's what I've done for you today, Josh. I've given you two choices. You can choose finish the lyric from 80s rock or you can choose 2020s pop. Which would you like? 80s rock, 2020s pop. Let's go 2020s pop. 2020s pop. I thought you might go there. What year were you born, Josh? 96. 96. All right. I feel like uh, I'm going to ask if we can get to the 80s song after for no points. Sure, of course. Absolutely. But this is for the point, which is important because if he gets this, you're going to go six out of seven, which is rare air. Josh Allen, you chose 2020's pop. You're going to hear the singer. He's going to stop. You pick it up. Finish this lyric. I want your belly and that summer feeling getting washed Watermelon sugar. 
Come on now. Come on. <laughs> oh man, a no doubter. Harry Styles off the top rope. You just passed Kirk Cousins and Pat McAfee to get to six points. Josh, uh, as you're listening to Harry Styles sing, what's going through your head? I'm just glad I picked 2020's pop. Um, <laughs> big fan of him and his music. His music is awesome. He kind of is in that. Not quite, but I'm a big Bieber fan. Yeah. Believe it or not. Believe it oh, or I not. Oh, big Bieber fan. So he, Harry Styles would be just a little bit under um, him in my, in my books. You requested, and I'm happy to indulge, you want to try the 80s rock, right? I do. Okay, so you got Watermelon Sugar for 2020's Pop. Josh, born in the mid-90s. We're going to go back to the mid-80s when they gave us this little ditty. Bonus, Josh Allen, finish this lyric. Pour some sugar on me. <laughs> yeah! Double horns in the air. Oh, my gosh. I wish I had one from the 70s, but that's all I got. That was easy, too? Very easy. Oh, my gosh. All right. So do you recognize the similarity between the two answers? Okay. So it was watermelon sugar and pour some sugar on me. So sugar. Yeah. What does sugar have to do with anything? All right. So, Josh, you and I are seven questions into this. This is when I just put my cards on the table. I talk about football for a job. Sometimes I have to have very candid opinions about players, even that I like. Are you familiar with the nickname Sugar High Josh uh, Allen? I am. And yeah, yeah, you're the uh, creator of it, I believe. Yeah, I created it. Um, as far as you understand, what, what does it mean? Means like when you uh, take a bunch of sugar and you get all hopped up and yeah. uh, your mind doesn't function as well as you want it to function and just kind of all hell breaks loose, no holds bar. And um, again, I'm sometimes I can produce a little bit of chaos on the field, but at that time, at the same time, I say that I feel like I thrive a little bit in, in, a, in a little chaos. And yeah, that's chaotic structure. Um, yes. It's kind of what I'm used to, and it's always been a part of my game. And it's just honestly me trying to make plays and trying to do what's what I think is right and what I feel is right on the field um, in order to help my team win football games. And obviously, I think I've slowly moved away from Sugar High Josh Allen, and he'll he'll pop up every once in a while. But it's just because I want it so bad. And uh, again, it's there's lessons to be learned um, in any part of the game, but. Um, I, I know I need to limit showing him too often. That's really well said. And I think you're right. It's not so much a nickname as it is uh, an alias, you know, yeah. or actually rather an alter ego, you know, like a Clark Kent and a Superman. Or Mr. Unlimited. Mr. Unlimited. <laughs> Mr. Sugar <High>. <laughs> All <laughs> right. So, but it actually, and I always say that because it comes out when I'm like, he's, he's so good. And then just, I think sometimes, and this is me talking about you, easy for me to do. I think sometimes you want it so badly and you, you have so much energy and you're such a competitor that maybe you try to make plays that aren't there or aren't there. It's, it's fine. That's just my opinion. More importantly, from your perspective, because Josh, you hear this all across the board. You've heard this. You got to slide more. You got to throw it away more. Um, does that limit you? How do you handle that? Because you have so much ability in a way, taking that stuff and, and doing less of it is, is, is undercutting what you could do. 
that's that's why I kind of said I like being in that chaotic type of structure. And the good thing about my situation is Coach Dable, who I love, he's he's like uh, he's like one of my best friends. Um, we 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 talk about life almost every single day, and just like n- nothing football related, it's just like, hey, what are you doing? I'm on the golf course, and let me see your shot, and you know, just talking crap all the time. Yeah. Um, he's he's very similar to me as far as dude, just screw it. If it's not there, figure it out, make a play. And he's okay with me kind of doing my own thing on the football field. And I think that I'm not this obviously stereotypical sitting in the pocket, big, strong arm dude. Um, I, I tend to make plays and you have to take the good with the bad sometimes. And I understand that. And I understand that I can't have some of these mistakes, but also some of these moments that I've been able to extend and make these plays, it's helped our team tremendously. Um, but again, you, you have to limit the bad and you have to understand when you can say when, and that's something I'm still learning. And I think this last year I did a little bit better of a job, um, with that. And as I continue to grow in this league and, um, get those plays under my belt, you know, I think that I'm just, just going to con- continue to get smarter with that as I go on. Josh, for the record, for posterity, what are your very favorite candies? So we know. I'm big Reese's. Reese's. I don't know really how people pronounce it. Reese's. Um, Snickers is one of my favorites. Yeah. I like the watermelon Sour Patch Kids. Those are one of my favorites. Sour Punch Straws. I'm a big big sweets guy. Anything chocolate, anything sour. Meanwhile, we're going to question eight here. Josh Allen, ladies and gentlemen, and like all you Bills fans listening – your boy's coming through. He's six out of seven. <laughs> this is the point of the show sometimes where we get desperate because the guy's just tanking and they can't put their put any answers together. It's no, I'm trying to catch F-tier. Alex here. I know no, he's I know. nine You're, out of ten, I, right? Now, Alex has the all-time high score with nine out of ten. You can catch him, but you can't get any more wrong. Question number eight, Josh. Your category is the office basketball episode. Mm-hmm. Okay? Now, here's the deal. You have some choices to make. Again, I have two options for you. I wouldn't describe either of them as easy. I have medium and I have hard. They're both worth the same amount of points. You can do it however you want. There's no shame in taking either of them. Are you pretty familiar with the basketball episode of The Office? Very familiar. (laughs) All right. So I got medium and I got hard. Which one would you like? I'm going for for nine, but give me the hard. Okay. God damn, I respect you. What a great. All right. And maybe this won't be hard for you. I thought CEO might have been hard. Some people think it stands for corporate. He's like, chief. Okay, here we go. Josh Allen, like a total badass. who Grew up on a cantaloupe farm. Chooses hard. Josh, who are the starting five for Team Office against Team Warehouse? Who's the starting five for Team Office? Jim, Michael, Dwight, Stanley. And I'm uh, the fifth one is... Take a breath. Take a breath. You have the four. Those four are right. You said Michael, Stanley, Jim, and Dwight. Who is the fifth? This is high stakes here. I think it's Ryan. You think it's Ryan is the fifth? Ryan the Tempt. Yep. Okay. Oh, wait. Yeah. Yeah. Because Toby wouldn't start because Michael Michael didn't like Toby. So it's got to be Ryan. It's got to (laughs) be. I'll reveal the answer in a second. You and I both know there's no way in hell Michael was letting Toby anywhere near the starting five. (laughs) Okay. Michael, Stanley, Jim, Dwight, 
and Ryan. Does Josh Allen have the starting five after choosing the hard option? Is he right? Oh, God, you are cool. You just passed Aaron Rodgers, who got a 6 out of 10. You are now at 7 out of 8. Walk me through it. What was that like for you, Josh? Yeah, I mean, I watched every single episode of The Office maybe 10 times through already. I haven't watched it in now going on four months because they took it off Netflix. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to sign up for Peacock because why would I, you know? <laughs> so, um, yeah, I watched it literally every day in, high, in college. And even going back the last couple of years, it's always constantly playing in my house. Um, so it's very, very fresh. I can see the scene right now. I can see Jim, you know, doing the little shrug to Pam. Um, yeah, Roy fell on Jim. So I, I can see it all, you know. And Josh, you want to hear uh, the medium question? Yeah, let's hear it. Who attempts to persuade Michael to give them a spot in the starting lineup by saying, quote, I played basketball in school? Phyllis. Yes, that's right. It's Phyllis. Dude, you do know the stuff. Here's why I'm asking you. Michael basically stands there and has a de facto draft for of his starting five. It's draft season in the NFL. What's it like being a current player, let alone the current franchise quarterback, watching your own team draft your new teammates? It's 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 a special moment. And obviously I was I was there not not too long ago. So, you know, joining or having teammates join you and you know, you trust your front office to make these right decisions and um, the right type of fit and guys that are going to come in and fit the culture and, and uh, you know, mesh well in our locker room. So that's something I'm, I'm looking forward to. And whoever it is, you know, who we go with, um, whatever, how many picks we have, you know, we'll, we'll welcome and welcome them into with open arms. And um, I'm super excited for it. I, and I assume we're going a lot of defense because uh, we got, we got all basically all of our guys back on offense and uh, we'll see. It's so practical and it's smart and sure go defense. Like, are you sitting there and, and you're having your Reese's peanut butter cups on the couch and be like, Oh, please just linemen and receivers, just linemen and receivers. I would be <laughs> right. You can't have too many. I don't get paid. I don't get paid for those decisions. <laughs> it's gotta be really stressful though. I mean, it's high stakes for those guys, it's high stakes for you. You got to lead these players for us. It's oh, it's great. They chose a linebacker. They chose a tight end. It's a big deal for you and your career who they pick. Yeah. I mean, Again, but I've been blessed uh, and put in a position in a situation where from ownership down, I mean, I think everybody's on the same page and we all want the same thing. And um, like I said, the guys that we draft, you know, have drafted in the last few years and Bean's done a good job of vetting the guys that he likes and understanding the, their personalities and how they fit in the locker room. And, um, you know, he's been spot on with everybody. So it's and Bean we trust. And Bean we trust and McDermott we trust. And I'm just mm-hmm. going to say it. And Josh, we trust too. It's an interesting segue, Josh, because we have two questions left. I'm going to go in God we trust because question nine is money. It has okay. nothing to do with, with your money or any of the, the bill's money. Here's your question. Who appears on the United States quarter? George Washington. You think George Washington is on the quarter? I do. That's your final answer? Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, to get to eight out of nine and flirt with tying Alex Smith for the all-time score on this program, is it George Washington? You're damn right it is. Allen yep. can't miss. You are unconscious right now, bro. Yes, George Washington is on the quarter. I'm asking you about the quarter. You're a quarterback. I want to do a quarterback roll call. I'm going to name some guys who are peers of yours. 
as you just passed Brett Favre or eight out of nine, Brett Favre got a seven, you got an eight. You got to tell me something you think about them, impressions of them, anything, your relationship with them, having nothing to do with football. Okay. Baker Mayfield. Baker, he's very funny. Uh, we spent some time at the rookie premiere. He's a guy that I get along with very well. He's also a movie quote guy. And we bounce oh movie quotes off each other. So, again, in my book, if you can recite movie quotes back to me, automatic, like, top half, for sure. You and Baker are sitting around, hanging out, doing whatever you're doing, going back and forth with movie quotes. Like, when I walk in, what movie are you guys going to be quoting? I don't know if I can jump in. Pro- I mean, Step Brothers, Anchorman, probably. Yeah. It's so much Feral, isn't it? You guys love yeah. Feral. Well, you got to meet him, man. Moving on, though. Um, non-football observation about Lamar Jackson. Lamar, like one of the most genuine dudes I've ever been around. Mm-hmm. Like when it was what draft day, like just what we would talk about, like wasn't even football, just like the, the mutual respect that I, or the respect that I had for him. Um, and again, the challenges that he's overcome in his short football career and obviously winning the MVP, but the challenging thing that he did when everybody said he should switch positions and he just kept his head down and kept trucking. And um, he's just, he's a awesome dude to be around. Is he? Yeah, he, yeah, he won like 1,000%, like one of the coolest dudes ever. Not your draft class, uh, but similar. You get compared to this guy sometimes. Cam Newton. Cam Newton. Transformer. That's the one <laughs> word I'd say. Like, he was out here actually a few, uh, like last week, a few weeks ago, thrown with uh, some of the Patriot guys and Jarrett Siddham's down here. But I mean, just standing next to him, and I've stood next to him in a couple of games and, and pads and whatnot. But like, when he's just standing there, he's just the biggest dude on the field at all times. And it's, it's crazy to stand next to him. And I thought I was big and I just, you are. I feel like, I feel like I'm small next to him though. Like he is like, he's like built in a lab. It's, it's unbelievable. Like he's like 5% body fat. I'm like 25% body fat. Like it doesn't, it just doesn't make any sense. You know? So you are, you know, this, this young star quarterback, the future of the bills, really blessed, really big. And you're like, wow. Like a little kid looking at Cam Newton. Like he's, you're, you're comparing him to a, like a Decepticon, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> No, seriously, he's he's a he's a he's a freak. I mean, I mean that in a good way. Like he is, sure. and he's, he's he's cool as hell too. And um, just got to talk to him. Like we didn't talk for long, and they were gonna get get going and, and throwing and whatnot. But just asking how he's doing and where he's living and stuff like that. So, um, and I again, I've shared friends, and he's got teammates. Like I said, Jared Stidham and Kyle Allen. They have nothing but good things to say about him. We share Coach Dorsey. So. Yeah. Um, a lot, of, a lot of great things have been said about him, but he is a huge, huge, huge person. One of your boys now, um, and you've mentioned this guy a couple of times, Sam Darnold. That's, I mean, it, it's pretty cool. We were, we were putting up shots this morning um, at Stance headquarters and just shooting the ball around. Just like, again, movie quote guy. We spend a lot of time with each other. We, we go golfing, you know, every Wednesday. We work out, we train together. Um, just a guy that I, I consider one of my really, really close personal friends and to have that type of guy. And, and you know, I, I move where we live like 10 minutes away from each other. So to have a guy that goes through the same situations as you and you can talk to them and they've experienced very similar things. I mean, to have that in our profession is super rare. And, um, you know, he, he comes from a great family. His, his parents are awesome. And, um, he was just, he was raised right. And, um, like I said, I consider him one of my best friends. The dude can absolutely spin it, though. I mean, like sharing practice fields and, and reps and, and just watching him, the dude can spin it as good as anybody in the league. And um, 
you know, he's handled himself so well throughout the last couple of years. And again, I think this next year is going to be really big for him. Question number 10, Josh, is always what we call the essay. Here's what's going to happen. I have a take of yours, an opinion that I have found and I've unearthed it from the past. I'm going to present you with that take and then you have the floor to explain why that take is right, to back up that take, to insist that you nailed that take. If I feel convinced, I give you the point. If I'm not, you get zero. Here we go. Josh Allen to tie the all-time 10 questions record of 9 out of 10. I'm going to play a clip for you here, Josh. It's an interview you did with Celeb Secrets TV a ways back. At the end of the conversation, the talk turned to music. You talked about a young Canadian pop singer that you enjoy, and you said this. I'm not a huge fan of Yummy. I know a lot of people were. Um, Neither am I. I'm going to be honest with you. Neither am I. Again, he's got no bad songs. I'm a little biased. I'll still rock it. I think I heard you say that Justin Bieber, quote, has no bad songs. Josh Allen, the floor is yours. Your essay is on how Justin Bieber has no bad songs to tie the all-time 10 questions record. Go. So listen, (laughs) been a big Bieber fan from the start. Obviously, when you're young, you don't want to admit it. But even going back to Baby, the, the world that, or the song that took the world by storm, right? As he's progressed, if you look at his albums, I can play every song and I can almost recite every lyric. Now, good and bad is also, uh, is it objective, right? So people have their own opinions on good and bad. In my opinion, he has no bad songs. And if you were, to, can you name one bad song that he's, that he's had? Josh, I got to be honest. I, I think Backpack kind of sucks a little Backpack? bit. Backpack? Yeah. I like the Lil Wayne part that, where he says, that, I fell yeah, from the sky. The Lil little... Wayne is really good. He says something about, I fell from the sky in front of a different world. I used Lil Wayne as a surprise. I like that. The song itself, not great. Um, you not... understand he's talking about Go on. Know, the love of his life that he just okay. found and he doesn't want to show to the entire world. And being Justin Bieber, being this huge public figure, everything being portrayed in the media, he wanted to keep it to himself and let her know that she was safe with him. You know, that's, that's how I took it. What is the backpack in that equation? The backpack is just keep, keep you hidden away from, from everybody else. All right. Now I'd be remiss in my job as an important journalist in this conversation and noting in the clip itself, you even said, I'm not a huge fan of yummy. And yet you also said he has no bad songs. Is yummy. a, a Well, again, good I don't think song? it's a bad song. I, I wasn't a huge fan of it. <laughs> It, this is right when it came out. So people were just kind of trying to decipher the lyrics. Again, he's talking about his now wife, who he yes. loves very much. Um, and again, a song that just absolutely went nuts. And if you look at the numbers, as as many plays as any anybody else. So I, I don't think you can sit there and and if you took a 50-50 meter or pole, I think it'd be way more on the it's a banger song than it is, you know, a flop. I wasn't prepared to give you this point, and I still may not be, because it's a hell of a take saying he has no bad songs. He's great, but everybody's got some bad songs. And yet, Josh, you brushed me back and kind of stiff-armed me on Backpack, and you stiff-armed me again on Yummy, and I don't have any more songs to volunteer as bad. So guess what? You got the damn point. Josh Allen, a 9 out of 10, and you have finished the 10 questions tying the all-time score with Alex Smith. Josh, you're beautiful. How do you feel? Oh, great. I'm still kicking myself over the uh, cinnamon fireball. 
candy question. Something I should have had, but it is what it is. We live and we learn. I'll never forget that. Um, yeah, I feel good. Nine out of ten. Unbelievable performance. Plus a bonus, but two bonus questions. You got Phyllis, and you got the Def Leppard pour some sugar on me. So it's almost like you got like a like an eleven out of ten. You were amazing. Did you have fun? I had a great time. No, this is I, and obviously I've never actually watched this segment before, so I had nothing. I knew nothing going into this, so um, <laughs> it was obviously a fun surprise. And I love competing, so this is right up my wheelhouse. And I, I love being put in these situations that make you think and uh, that are quick paced. And uh, yeah, you do a you do a great job. And, and any podcast that you put on from out here or from here on out is something I'll watch and listen to. My man, see, I like a little chaos too. That's what we have in common, Josh. Here's the important thing: everybody who finishes the show does a call out. You pick one public figure and you challenge them to come on and try to beat your score. Here's what I'm thinking. I think you should look at camera and challenge Will Ferrell. And I, I think we can try to make this work. So take a second, talk to Will Ferrell, and we're going to see if we can pay this off. Go ahead. Will Ferrell, Josh Allen, Buffalo Bills quarterback speaking. Probably don't know who I am. Huge fan of your work. Huge fan of your, mu- your movies. I'm challenging you to come on 10 Questions with Powell Brandt and see if you can beat my score of 9 out of 10. If you do, I don't know what bet we can put on it, uh, but we'll think of something. So, ball's in your court. Go Bills. That's so well. It's so well done. Will Farrell, get it to him. Ricky Bobby, Ron Burgundy, all of them. Josh loves them. And, Josh, I know um, there's a lot of people. Yes. If you're not first, we piss excellence here on 10 questions. As Josh Allen I think we do piss excellence here. That's all we do. We do. And he got a nine out of 10. Josh, I've said this a lot, but thank you so much. And I know there's a lot of people in Buffalo who are salivating right now. There's a lot of people around the country, elsewhere, who are saying, Brant, the questions were too easy for Josh Allen. Way too easy. Do you have a response to them? You answer them. (laughs) You try to get Phyllis and George Washington on the quarter and Brennan. Josh did great. Nine out of 10. You are so cool, Josh. I've watched you from a long distance before, but... This was really fun to hang, and I promise people are going to love this. Thank you. Nine out of ten, you are the current co-king of this show. Thanks for doing it, dude. Yeah, thank you, Cal. Appreciate you. Ten Questions with Kyle Brandt is a co-production by Spotify and The Ringer. The show is produced by Richie Bozek, Jason Gallagher, Noah Malale, Steve Allman, Jackson Safan, and Arjuna Ramgopal. Our theme song is by Matt Schiltz and Bobby Lord. Additional sound design by Bobby Lord. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. You might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong, but these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.